welcome to Between the Lines, our podcast here at Victory Hill, where we talk about the service on Sunday and the message on Sunday. And I'm your host, Pastor Chris, and I got with me Pastor Aaron yes. today. Yes. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. It's a busy week. Another busy it's week here busy at, week. at Victory Hill. It's been uh, several busy weeks with uh, what's yeah. been going on, but it's backpack giveaway week. I know. Yeah. We were doing some prep work today. Doing this some morning. prep work today. Yes. And uh, so we shoot this on Wednesday. So we're prepping today. And then tonight we stuff them. And uh, that's exciting. So we hope some people yeah. will be down there to help us out. So. so how many years do you think it's been past? Oh, I was trying to think that the other day. I believe this is number. So I guess it, COVID, we, we gave back away last yes, year still we still us. we didn't we didn't stop us you know mm-hmm. but it, we didn't do all the carnival and the, that kind of stuff so yeah. i believe this is number 13 if i'm not okay. mistaken because um, i believe it was uh three years ago that was number 10 so um okay. so i've been here 16 years and i think it was 13 years ago that we started yeah. so and i remember that was your 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 brainchild it, we kind of started it and out, we yeah. we started it with 200 bags like i don't know if people and remember that and we were kind of like 200 scared bags scared to death it was scared to death like we're gonna be able to give away 200 bags and then scared to death do we have enough money to give away 200 bags yeah. and uh we gave away those 200 bags within like i think it was like 15 or 20 i mean it was yeah. crazy and insane and we took names we i think we bought another 300 bags that year and we said we would come down here with more and every year we just kind of continue to grow it and right now it's kind of like about a thousand bags seems to be you know the number, the number. where you know we give yeah. most of them away at the event and then maybe help some other organizations after so yeah so I mean, i'll never forget that first year of pulling up and people lined up all I, the way around uh, the parking uh, lot and uh, and just kind of having this panic feeling of oh my goodness mm-hmm. yeah are we going to have enough? Yeah. We're going to run out. Yeah. I, did, I didn't want to work the line that day. That was the, that was the day. I'm like, I don't know who's working the line, but uh, you can tell them um, that yeah. we don't have any more bags. You yeah. know? And so that yeah. was always hard to do. And so yeah. we, uh, God's blessed it though. And Absolutely. has been able to provide, um, you know, so honestly, when you, when you kind of look at it, like 13 years of doing it, we've, we've given away probably over, you know, we've probably given away close to 15,000 book bags. Um, and yeah. it, you know, the cost of that, it's probably over $150,000 in those 13 years, but it's been yeah. an awesome opportunity to bless our community to bless the city and just to be present and help kids get ready for the school year like we're a church for the next generation and uh you know you want every kid to go there with the the some of the stuff that they need to start you know we don't we aren't able to put everything in their book bags there's a lot there um but to kind of give them a good start so well and and the community counts on us now i mean they really do they they look forward to it and they they know that we're going to be there and i think that's just one less pressure on families exactly and um you know and the feedback we get from teachers of Mm -hmm. just kids that showing up with like you say with something Some, something they have something and yeah. and that's such a blessing yeah. and and they they can feel good about walking yeah. in with a new backpack and and having the supplies yeah and it's stuff. awesome so yeah it, i love it's it it's a great day and, and it's going to be a good day this saturday yeah. so if you if you have some time we're down there from 11 to 1 this saturday and we would love to have as many hands as we can i think it's and 11 to 2 is it 11 to 2 i think it well, is thank you yeah so 11 okay. to 2 so well, I better change my plans now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it is. It's it's just a great day, and the, the some of the fun is just watching the kids get yeah. the stuff and yep. and uh, you know, I mean, gosh, we give away cotton candy. Cotton candy. Do you know that? I mean, that was like you know when I was younger, and you know we didn't have a, it, that was a big treat yeah. to go to the fair and get a bag of cotton candy. Yeah. Yep. And 
you know, we just give it away. Give it away. And Cotton candy, awesome. snow cones, popcorn, yeah. inflatables, yeah. games. I mean, you know, whatever we can put into kids' hands, we do. There's other yeah. great organizations that'll be down there too that'll be handing out things and partners in the community. And so it's just a fun day, you yeah. know. And so even if people yeah. don't need, if they're like, you know what, we've got everything we need for the school year or they've already has that, it'd be great just to bring out the family um, and oh, yeah. come out and get some food and enjoy some cotton candy and snow cones. You don't have to wait in line to do all that. You can just come on out and yeah. be a part of that and enjoy the Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great, great, great community event. Yes. So. Yep. Hey, and um, Sunday. Yes. Uh, talking about kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you did this little demonstration of like the seasons of children through, yeah. through cups yes. and drinking and yeah. stuff. And um, so I, ha- I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. because you, you know, we got your two boys um, both entering school this year. Yes. It's just kind of fun. It's, yeah. But, um, you know, you go through these different stages. Mm-hmm. If you had to say, what's your favorite stage that you've already gone through with your boys? That we've already gone through with the boys. So, like, honestly, I think right now is probably becoming some of the, the funnest stage for me with it because the, the two-year difference in them. Like, like Jackson's now getting to the age where we can go out and do things, you know, and it's fun to do that. So, you know, they're both doing soccer right now, you know, yeah. so we're out there engaging in that. Um, you know, last year was the first year we were able to – we went to, like, a water park, and Landon was just at the – I mean, he barely made the line for, like – the oh, water okay. park. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. what you, what I find out at this age now, like the kid in you gets to come back out again, you know, yeah. like, and so, you know, I, I haven't been to a water park in probably, I mean, since I did youth ministry, you know, right. so I mean, probably right. a good 12 or 13 years ago, probably the last time I ever went to a water park, uh-huh. but now I get to go to the water park and it doesn't seem there like you weird, go. There you, go. <laughs> you know, there you like, go. and we get to yeah. go and have fun doing those types of things. And so vacations and taking them places is just gotten just a little bit easier, you mm-hmm. know? And, and so it's fun just some days yeah. and Hey, you know, to get, tell the boys just to come with me and we're going to go here or do this. And, and they just gotten a little easier, you know, so yes. they can manage and yes. take care of something. Yeah themselves and I don't have to worry about everything with them you know right and so so right. honestly I think we're in like like a great season right great now season. yeah it's yeah. it's a lot of fun right yeah. now so we I I have to say I was I I did not like infancy yeah I mean I'm just I wanted to talk to them uh-huh. I, you know I love preschool years yeah when they're learning to talk and they're picking up all these things but yeah. Baby side, I was like, okay, they can grow up fast, I, please. So I like it yeah. when they're really young and I can just like, like that was the season when I enjoy just sitting in the chair with them, you know, and like, I, you know, I could just hold them. That you doesn't know? last like when, very long. No, it does not last very long at all, you know, but, and then, you know, yeah, then it gets a little difficult there. Yeah. And then now that's kind of. They can do some things themselves and it's yeah. fun. And the conversations you have with them are, you know, it's they're witty and, you know, you see their personalities and the humor coming out and you're yeah. like, oh, we might be in trouble here in yeah. another three or four years, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but it is fun. Yes, so, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So Sunday we talked about shut the door yes. and, um, and actually you started the day by talking to us about that. We all have an enemy. Yeah. And I, I think everybody's very well well aware that the enemy is out there seeking to destroy us. But one thing you brought up was that he wants to steal our fruit Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and, and helping us to realize that, that our fruit of the spirit is, is certainly what he wants to take away. And 
and all. So share us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, Sunday, I wanted people to understand that, you know, a part of the bigger part of this, this whole message is that we don't just want to be believers that are saved. I mean, because I believe we can enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, but we also want to be set free, set free of mindsets, attitudes, actions. And that really is kind of the discipleship process that we walk into as believers and followers of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, we say yes to Jesus, but yet we're not that moment we say yes, we're not completely set free always from patterns and behaviors and, and mindsets, you know, um, God can do it. I tell people that all the time. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. there's some people that come to me and like, Hey, I got saved. And then like instantly, like none of these things were the, an issue, but that's not typical. Usually right. I would say that's more yeah. miraculous than it is like the typical response to people, you know, right. it's I'm saved and now I need to be set free of these things. Well, so I, what I think we need to see is that we do have an enemy and he comes to steal, kill and destroy. And, uh, and we sometimes as believers are like, well, the enemy's not affecting me. You know, I'm a follower of Jesus. Well, mm-hmm. is he stealing some of these fruit out of your life because he's keeping you from being who God has called you to be, you know? And so yeah. when we lack the peace, when we lack the love, when we lack the joy in those moments, I would venture to say that that is the enemy coming to try to steal something that God wants to place in us. And so he's yeah. taking something that God said is available to us. And so if mm-hmm. it's yours and it's available to you and somebody takes it from you, then they're a thief. And that's part of his role um, is maybe for us to not live set free from all the things that God really wants us to be free from. And right. so we, we need to be on guard of that. We need to be aware of that. And part of that, I think, is to steal out the fruit of the Spirit from our life. Well, and I think a lot of people f- don't realize, and I, I thought about this in, in preparing for today and everything else too, the fruit of the Spirit is a great barometer mm-hmm. for where you are with Christ. Yes. I mean, so when you start feeling like you're, you're losing some ground in yeah. some of those areas of patience and long-suffering mm-hmm. and, you mm-hmm. know, self-control and all that stuff, that that's a good indication that something's off. Yep. And, and and like you say, the enemy is using that as an opportunity yeah. to steal that from you. Yeah. And, and, and that really affects you know, yeah. your relationship with Christ. Yeah. And it'd be great for people to sit down and use them as a, a check mark in a, you know, that yeah. barometer of going, okay, how, how am I doing in this area? And is there improvement and where can I improve, you know, and, and where am I not doing as well as I used to be, you know, because that is like, Hey, I should work on this because we're all yeah. a work in progress. Exactly. So, yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and um, you shared with us a scripture in Ephesians. Yeah. And you prepared us that this is a little bit of one of those ouchy scriptures. Yeah. And, and they're in there, you yeah. know, and, and I loved the fact that you said if the word is not like checking your spirit or checking you, then mm-hmm. you're probably just not reading it enough, mm-hmm. you know, and that's mm-hmm. so true. Yeah. It's a hard word sometimes, yes. you know, and yes. I, and I, you know, and I, and I want people to understand, like, I mean, grace always abounds and, and God is loving, but I mean, some of what he's calling us to it, there, there's going to be these times that offends our spirit because it's like, oh, I'm not there, you know, yeah. and I, I need yeah. to change that, you know, and yeah. it's, it's no different than I think when maybe your parents growing up or a good friend calls you out on something and you're like, I don't really like that you called me out on that right now. But if you pause and think about it long enough, you're like, well, I am being that, you know, yeah. um, you yeah. know, I'm not being loving. I'm not being kind. Man, that, that action or attitude's off. Mm-hmm. And the Bible should do that to us every once in a while. It should put our, our spirits in check. Yeah. So. The way you put that for us Sunday was that with revelation comes responsibility. Yeah. You know, once we see these things in the word, we can't just ignore them, even though I think many times we do. Uh, yeah. Many times we just kind of look over it and go, nah, mm-hmm. you know, or got, you know, I've got this little book, little devotion book that says, what if Jesus really meant what he said? Yeah. You All know, right. and it's like, we read it with, oh, he didn't really mean that, no. did he? You know, yeah. so, but with revelation comes responsibility. Yeah. We, we, we don't get to cherry pick, you know, and I mean, that's kind of the thing that, you know, I've heard say, heard 
a lot growing up. You know, you don't get to cherry pick the scriptures, you know? And so we like to cherry pick the ones that kind of make us feel good or talk about a blessing or something that we get. We don't like to cherry pick the ones that go, oh, that requires something of me, you know? And so with this revelation, as we read the word of God, there becomes the responsibility to say, okay, now I need to do something with what the word of God is asking me to do. I need to do something with how it needs to change my attitude, my action, my lifestyle. And, uh, and so we, we need to read it sometimes. And even though it's hard go, okay, now I've heard it. Now, what am I going to do about it? Well, and, and to, to recognize and realize that when God put his word in our, in, in, in our lives, he did it all for our good. Yeah. So even when we recognize it and we go, it's going to be for good. It yeah. might be challenging, it might be difficult, but it's going to be for good. Yep, and, exactly. and I know I wrote in my notes that you got to take on a new way of life. And I think that sometimes that's the that's where it becomes challenging for new believers. Mm-hmm. And, and when you have, and like you said, they're, bonded, they're in bondage to some things that came from their old life. And you just yeah. have to take on a whole new way of life. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that growing up process, though, yeah. you know, um, Pastor Aaron, what, what does that look like? What does that for like, let's just say for a new believer, what can they do to start growing up? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, one is, you know, so we, we, we talk a lot about spiritual maturity, you know, and so, you know, as we walk into the faith and, and this is what I was trying to get across to people on Sunday is when we walk into the faith, um, there may be things that, that God goes, okay, you know, like I get it. We're still working through these things. What I see in the body of Christ, though, is people who have been believers and followers of Jesus Christ for 25 and 30 years. And yet there hasn't been any spiritual maturity to go with this. Hey, I'm saved. You know, like I've received grace. And 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 it's this fine line in the body of Christ because, you know, salvation, accepting Christ as your Lord mm-hmm. and Savior. I mean, the, this is this is it. But there's this abundant life that he wants for us. There's this yeah. life. And we talked about Sunday. I was like, you know, God wants you to thrive. And we're not thriving because we haven't been set free. You know, mm-hmm. and so growing up says, okay, like I, I'm reading the word of God. I see it here in scripture. Now the maturity of that is going to go, now I'm going to put this into practice, you know? And so it's no different than with our kids, you know, like me and Landon right now, we have a lot of conversations about, you know, um, the maturity side of it, you know, like how do you respond in a moment, you know, uh, two or three years ago, like, Hey, you know, he might get really sad and, you know, break down and want to cry. And as a four-year-old, like I might be okay. Like, okay, I get it. You know, right, yeah. now we're talking a lot about how, Hey bud, you need to learn how to handle your emotions, you know? And I'll look at him sometimes and go, that's not something worth crying about, you know? And I'm not trying to not make him unemotional, but I'm trying to help him understand that sometimes we have to put our emotions in check, you know, just because yeah. you have to leave some place that you don't want to leave. It's really not worth crying over, you know? And the yeah. same is true when it comes to our relationship with Christ and, and spiritual maturity is that, you know, early on, there may be things that God goes, okay, like, there's a little, there's a little more grace here, but what about 10 years down the road? Mm-hmm. You know, like we need to be a, a little bit more firmer in our faith, you know? So, so how are we progressing? How are we progressing in our prayer time? You know? So as a new believer, you know, I tell like, Hey, start with a minute a day, if that's all, you know, like just start somewhere. But if you've been in this thing for 10 years, like we, we should be getting to this place where we, we can spend a little bit more time with them, you know, because mm-hmm. there's more maturity in it. You know? Uh, I mean, the same example would be is, uh, you know, when my boys were really young, they couldn't sit through a movie in the theaters, you know, right. but they, they could handle the 20 minute show on TV, you know, but as they got older, they could sit longer. They, they were more mature. And I think the same is just true in our, in our walk with God. There's things that we have to be maturing in and, and it's through our scripture reading. It's through our, our personal encounters with God. Um, it's through, you know, how we engage church, the disciplines that we've picked up on the, the things that we have to start saying no to, you yeah, know, and right. going, I got to clean that out of my life. And that's what maturity looks like is 
I'm not the same person that I used to be. Um, And we all understand that in the human side of it from a baby to a teenager to an adult to a grand, you know, as you keep going through the stage of life. But yet we lose it when it comes to our faith and and our relationship with Christ. It's like we're saved, but we've not taken any other steps. Yeah, I I love the part in the scripture where Paul asked him, he says, you should be teaching other people now. Mm-hmm. You you should be teaching other people. You mm-hmm. should be telling other people yeah. how to walk this walk versus still having to be told. And so you you gave a great little term, which mm-hmm. I, I picked up on our road to town uh-huh. in my in my notes. Sippy cup Christians. Yeah, that kind of just came out like <laughs> like because I had a sippy cup on stage, you know. And but it's I, maybe Can that's I tell offensive. You, I hate sippy cups. I hated sippy cups. <laughs> Why'd you hate I, hate, I hated them. Yeah. They they're nasty. Oh, because the they insides get, the insides get dirty. You get those little tabs, mm-hmm. you have yeah. all these little straws, all this little junk where little nastiness yeah. can live. And you know, the other thing is, you know, because we had so many of them, uh-huh. they could disappear easily. Yeah. And so you'd find them like under the furniture. Yeah. Like Oh, nasty. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, if one ever got left in the car, car. <laughs> that's the yeah. worst one. So those are the like, ones. Like, in milk you know, in them, usually. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. disgusting. I mean, I hated some <laughs> I hated those things. So, you know, you know I said, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, and, and, and one thing about it is kids are not responsible about them. They just see a sippy cup of something and just drop and throw down and just walk away. And it's yeah. just like, you know, yeah. so so I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was very good. And, yeah. and especially with my feelings about sippy cups. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be a sippy cup Christian. No. Because I, you know, and, and you do, if, if you're, you, you've probably got some junk mm-hmm. that you're carrying with you and you've mm-hmm. hidden in this little place mm-hmm. that you need to deal with yeah. before you can move on. Yeah. And one of the things you said was God won't give us a blessing that we can't contain. Mm-hmm. And so. Well, and I think people, we didn't understand because, you know, part of this was going, hey, we need to shut the door on these things because we, we want to thrive. We want it. And. God, there's blessings that God wants to pour into us, but he's not going to give us what we can't handle at the moment, you know? And there's things I don't give to my children because they can't handle it yet, Mm -hmm. you know, because they haven't matured into it. And I just wonder how many, you know, of us in the body of Christ are missing out on some of the blessings of God because he's just like, you're you're not mature enough, you know? And it's not, a you know, in the the spiritual, in the kingdom of God, it's not an age thing. Uh It's a, it's a, it's a spiritual growth side, you know? And so, I mean, you could be, 80 years old and be immature in your faith, you know, and you could have been in the church the last 40 years and still be immature in your faith. And then God's going to go, I can't give you blessings that you can't contain in these moments right. because you won't know what to do with it. So we better right. grow up if we want to experience all that God has right. for us. You know, I, I see that with, with our kids and stuff and just, you know, we're kind of in those early teen years and, and just that, you know, I, I'm sorry, I can't leave because I can't trust you with mm-hmm. this, you know, yep. and, and it, it's just kind of amazing how that, they they buckle up against that and they're like well but my other friends i'm like i'm sorry i know you and that's what i think god says i know Know you you. and i know exactly your heart and i know exactly where you are in your in your you know in your maturity and so i can or can't so yeah yeah, that's good yeah so um and in john uh first john you you started then then we begin to look at okay so what is it yeah what is it that's causing us not to mature what is causing us not and yeah. and you brought us to first john um and where they recognize the three things mm-hmm. that satan uses yeah and we you called them doors yeah yeah you know kind of like 
entryways, yep. I guess, into our life. Exactly. And um, lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. lust of the eyes, and pride of life. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard these all my life, mm-hmm. but I liked the way that you made them into simple terms of just, hey, what does that look like? Yeah. So talk to us a little bit more about yeah. that. The- so, you know, so as we talked about shutting the door is if the thief is coming to steal, you know, if you know there's somebody in your neighborhood that, you know, that is dangerous or there's a thief in your neighborhood, what are you, you're going to lock the doors. You know, mm-hmm. when you when you park your car and you have something valuable, you you lock the doors of the car. Why? Because you don't want them to come in, you know, and I think so many of us as followers of Christ, we're leaving the doors wide open. You know, Mm -hmm. and maybe right now the enemy hasn't come through that door yet. But as you leave that door open, I'm telling you, eventually he's going to come into those doors. And so we need to do everything we can to shut those doors so that he doesn't with what the Bible says, doesn't have a foothold, doesn't even have an opportunity, you know, or you could use the word. It would even translate to the word access. He doesn't have access to our hearts and our spirits. And so the Mm -hmm. lust of the flesh was our passions. Um, And so, you know, our passions. is that, you know, what are those things that we just, we kind of want in the moment, you know? And so we, I, we talked about, we can't live by feelings, you know? And so if we live by feelings, um, we're going to mess up our life. And so many people, I mean, walk into the church and they're like, man, I, that felt good in the moment. You know, that, that was, right. this, it just, I, this, it felt right, you know? And it's like, well, it, it wasn't godly. It wasn't, you know, a, a, across his commands. And so we have to stop living by our feelings because those are the passions of life. And we need to go, hey, how are we going to shut the door on that? And so the, the the lust of the flesh is our passions, whatever that is, whatever is that grabs you, whatever that gets mm-hmm. a hold of you, that's the lust of the flesh. And we need to kind of shut the door on that part of it. So Right. I love the fact you said you said um, just because it feels good doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. And, and that is so true mm-hmm. and, and such a good lesson for young people to learn right mm-hmm. off the bat yeah you know yeah just because it feels like it doesn't mean it's right yeah. and and you know and, and the so. bible says you know i said sunday uh, sin is pleasurable for a season like right. like it it like it, the bible just like hey you will enjoy that for a season but there is always a hole that you're going to fall there's always going to be a cliff that you're going to walk off of and it's out of that that you you feel like the remorse and that's where a lot of times the guilt begins to come but the more that we continue to walk in that the less the guilt becomes a part of it and it just becomes a part of our life and so we leave ourselves open mm-hmm. to the to the lust of the flesh which is our passions um the second was the lust of the eyes which is our possessions um so i see it and i want it you know and so we are people who especially in america that love our possessions and as kids, we start growing up that way. A lot of our kids start getting there like, I need to have this, you yep. know, because culture tells them they need to have this. Um, and then all of a sudden we become adults and our, our possessions just become more expensive. You know, mm-hmm. it's the cars, it's the phones, it's the computers, the TVs, the houses. And we begin to have the kind of the lust of the eye. So I, I see it and I want it. It's our possessions that, that come in place. And I said, we often replace God with our stuff. Exactly. And and that's which it. is where the problem is. Yeah. God doesn't God doesn't no. want us to not have nice things, not be able to enjoy quote unquote life. Yeah. But when that becomes more important than God, that's yeah. when you've opened that door, yep. like you say, for an opportunity for him to come in and steal something and to, that can be your relationship with him. To grab a hold of you, you know. So you give him access through that, you know, because it yeah. becomes more important than God. And then we talked about the pride of life and that's our position. And uh I've kind of just recently honestly just seeing that I think pride's an, an issue that a lot of people deal with. A lot of people in the body of Christ deal with it. If we're not careful, it's it's something I think that ensnares all of us very, yes. very easy um, because yeah. we start comparing. We start kind of looking at those things. And so we talked about, hey, we got to be careful about the positions that we try to take in those moments. Yeah. So, yep. So it's the and I think doors. you're so right. 
that everybody struggles with these mm-hmm. things. I mean, this is not just a scripture that was written just for like, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. church at Ephesus or wherever, where yep. first John wrote it. So, but it's not just a, it, it is truly that all of us are going to at times yeah. face these areas of possible shortfall and, yeah. and to know them and to recognize them. And that's what I think putting them in those terms of yeah. just, you know, our possessions, our, our pride and, mm-hmm. and those kinds of things, yep. you know, are, are definitely helpful to us. So yep. we're going to shut the door though. Yes. And yep. you gave us some key ideas about how do you really, how do you combat these things? How do you come yep. against yeah. that, uh, that lust of the flesh and how yeah. do you come against that? You yep. know, so. so the lust of the flesh being our, our, our passions, the, the thing that I said you need to, it's, it's integrity. It's about, mm-hmm. are you who you really say you are? You know, yeah. so as a follower of Jesus Christ, are we living lives that are whole and complete? Cause that's what integrity means. Uh-huh. And it's about account. So integrity is going to be about accountability. And so we need people in our lives that, that are going to keep us accountable. And we don't always like that, but yeah. it is necessary if we are going to shut the door on it. If people looking at us and going, hey, that that that's not right, you know, yeah. or calling us out and going, hey, how, how are your encounters with God going? How, how's your relationship with God right now? And we all sometimes are like, well, that's personal. That's me between me and God. But if you have do you allow anybody to speak into your life? And yeah. and that's one of the reasons around here. And it's, it's a ministry that we're trying to continue to grow. It's a ministry that you lead. That's why, like, I believe in small groups, you know, because this isn't necessarily everybody trying to keep you accountable, but do you have one or two people that right. are in close relationships that look at you sometimes and go, something's off, something's not right. That is not okay. Yeah. And then when they call us out on it, are we willing to do something about it? You know? And so, I mean, we use like kind of all those things, you know, I mean, whether yeah. it's your spiritual life, whether maybe you really, you know, your issue, you know, we call it the, the lust of the flesh, but maybe your issue is lust, you know, maybe it's right. a guy here and you're going, okay, like I struggle with, you know, looking at things, seeing things like, okay, who's keeping you accountable on that? Mm-hmm. Who, what are you setting up in your life that says, I want to live with integrity and I'm going to be accountable in these things. Yeah. And, um, your, your mouth, your actions, like, you know, like yeah. who do you have and who's in close relationship? Because that only really works in close relationship is what I, you know, because there's times people do things and I'm like, I don't have enough of a relationship with them, but that's not right. You yeah, know, and right. I can see it on the outside, right. but they're not going to receive it from me because relationship hasn't been developed there yet. You're right. But if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I can look at them and go, that's just not, that's, that behavior is not okay. That's not acceptable. And they may get mad at me for a season, but then we're good and we're going, okay, let's keep yeah. growing in this. Yeah. So. By the way, I have to tell you, yeah. we in Journeyland heard about your S word probably about three weeks ago. <laughs> you have got to watch what kids say. That's what I was trying to say well, Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> he did so say funny. the right word, right? I mean, nobody. No, no, no. <laughs> no. We, we, we have this philosophy uh-huh. in Journeyland that we don't delve too much further into parent things. <laughs> Because we only believe fifty percent of what children say to us, and uh-huh. that if you if you will only believe fifty percent of what they say about yeah. us, you know, and so, but yeah, but so I tried to move along very quickly, yeah. but I, I I should have been an accountability partner to you and come to you and told you, <laughs> Pastor Aaron, we need to have a conversation. But it was it was funny. He is it, it was what was so precious about it was he says, but he's really sorry and he really didn't mean to say that and i'm like well that's what we have to do when we make a mistake like that we have to say we're sorry so we used it as a learning opportunity there we but. go hey whatever whatever can use from our home i mean i most of the time what happens in our home becomes a part of a message or a sermon you know like i keep just chalking them up and go, i'll use that one one day you, know? you can do so, that for a little while but when they get to be 15 and they're sitting in service let yeah, me just tell you from it, experience it gets, it gets a little harder uh yeah they, they don't, don't like it they as much. don't like it i'll they tell them they better like behave it, themselves so, then, yeah, they so. better, don't, they don't become a part of the 
story. So, but, but, uh, but kids are great that at keeping was you adorable. in full of integrity, though. You know, I mean, yes, sometimes absolutely. you go like, hey, Dad, if, if this isn't okay, it shouldn't if be okay. okay for me, yeah. You know, yeah. and I mean, there's yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that. Sometimes that we, our chil- children probably put us check in. Absolutely. Check on, you know, absolutely. So. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So. Hey, uh, the, the second door yeah. um, that you said that the second thing we could use to close that door yep. of the lust of the eyes was yep. generosity. Yeah, it's because the lust of the eyes are possessions. And so yeah. biblically and um, people sometimes I'm a big proponent of it is um, I, I teach on generosity a lot, not because we want your money because God wants something for you. Yeah. And I see it in scripture. He goes, this is, this is an antidote to close the door on some of these things. And we struggle sometimes with living generous time, but also with our finances, you know? And so I'm very like, you know, I think we need to be generous with our time, but don't actually just trade them out either. Like I'm really generous with my time. Well, no, he wants you actually to be generous with your finances. And yeah. he set up a system and a structure that says everybody, you know, what generosity may look like for somebody that doesn't have a lot. He says, but you can still be generous with what you have, you know, whatever yeah. it is that I've given you be generous with it. And it combats the fact that I'm just trying to get more and more and more for myself and I'm going to live open handed. And here's the thing is God's ways always work and he, exactly. and, and that are we willing, you know, with, with revelation comes responsibility. So what are we going to do with what he's asked? You know, we can either try to push it off or we can say, Hey, this is good for my heart. Mm-hmm. And it's going to shut the door on that, on that issue in my life. So. And then we just talked about pride yeah. and humility is, I mean, the opposite of pride. Humility. It, it, walk with humility and, and the greatest test. And I just remind people like, how you love people that can do nothing for you will mm. really show you where you mm. walk in humility. Um, because the pride of life is about position. And so sometimes we're, we're nice to people or we, we move in people's direction because we feel that person's going to move us forward in life. It's going to create a better place for us in a position. I think right. one of the ways that we can start going is that person that's hard to love. Am I willing to walk with humility? Am I willing to lower that myself? Even though they'll, they'll, they may never do anything that will actually benefit my life, they may consume your time. How do you walk with some of those people? Mm-hmm. And those are hard moments sometimes. And but yet, it's so good for your heart and your spirit. We got to walk in humility. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we ended it all. And and I just I just thought this: um, he must become greater, mm-hmm. and I must become less. And I think that's where we're at, really. Mm-hmm. And in the fact of if we're walking through this process yep. of trying to live this faith life and and have the best relationship we can with Christ, he's got to become um, more yep. and we've got to be less. Exactly. And that's what sacrificing and that's what putting putting aside those things. And like you say, shutting that door on yep. the enemy. Amen. So yep. that's cool. Awesome. That's good. Well, hey, it was a great Sunday. I'm yep. looking forward to another good one yep. this week. And um, we're just so glad that you joined us today here on Between the Lines here at Victor Hill. Please like our folks, uh, like our, our podcast mm-hmm. and share it with other people. Let them know that we're, um, we do this every week just to be able to dive a little deeper yep. into what we learned on Sunday. Awesome. So we pray that you guys are blessed this week and we will hopefully see everybody out at Backpack Giveaway. Yep. And uh, it's going to be a great day. So thanks again for joining us, Pastor Aaron. And thanks for being with us today. 